Hello guys, welcome to episode three of Let's Talk About the Dead. And today's guest, we have Eric Jensen, who played Dr. Stephen Edwards. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, Walking Dead, his uh, his uh, projects, uh, you know, with Mindhunter. Um, he's in an episode of uh, Person of Interest, which I want to find out more about. And pretty excited to talk about him. Um, going to send him a link now. And then, yeah, we'll uh, see how it goes. I've just posted episode two and you know hope you guys enjoyed it if you haven't checked out that one please check out the first two it'll be greatly appreciated so yeah let's get into the interview tyler how are you doing good thanks how are you um great uh can i take a quick second to hit the restroom really quick and then i'll be right back yeah there's no worries all right give me two seconds okay hello how um how good is our i think this is a i've only used this microphone and and uh earphone setup for a while are you hearing me hearing yeah, me yeah. all right you're pretty good can you hear me good do you do you need me to do any additional recording for you with a sound file or anything no, or is this good enough good. yeah it's all good okay great you good uh, how's um how's it been in new york i don't know how bad you were hit well where are you calling from where are you where are you um, located from england in which which uh, which it's, part? It's uh, called Plymouth. It's like down the bottom. So we. Oh really? Yeah, we wasn't hit. We were hit bad, but it hasn't been as bad as other places in England. Well, you know, I um, I uh, uh, let me let me. I'm gonna prefer you here as the speaker. <laughs> I don't like looking at myself so much. Um, yeah, no. Uh, well, actually, we can talk a little bit about that even during the show. But um, you know, um when we got hit in March, um, we had a play at the public theater here in New York called yeah. Coal Country that was running and after 26 performances and great reviews, um, it got, uh, which is important for plays, <laughs> um, it got shut down. Um, and uh, and we kind of uh, got really nailed in March. Uh, there is an ambulance dispatch uh, right outside our house so it was like every five minutes, every 10 minutes, every 15 minutes or sirens, sirens, sirens. Usually on a given night, you'll only hear an ambulance go by, you know, like a few times. That's New York yeah. City, right? Um, it's sort of like London that way. But it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's, not a, it's not a super common kind of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, and uh, uh, we got uh, really worn out by that and, and by yeah. all the fear in the city. So we, we went upstate uh, uh, north of here. And uh, and then we ended up writing a play about um, about COVID nineteen uh, yeah, interviews. That. Yeah, really that was the way we kind of dealt with the fear. Anyway, I'll talk about it during the thing if you want. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But, yeah. Yeah, um, I was reading about it. It sounds really really interesting. And yeah, no, it's super interesting. I'm I'm uh, I'm really excited to get into you with it. You've got uh, you've had a couple interviews so far. How's it yeah. going? Uh, it's, this is my third one. I've just posted one today. Uh, now about two and a half. Yeah, I saw. I saw. It's been fun. It, it, I just want to bring bring someone out in the world while we know while it's just we got nothing to do, and you know it's something I can that I know that I'm passionate about. Like you know, I could talk about what we did for for hours, and you know the cast are always amazing. So it's always good to find new cast to talk to and just just talk. Excellent, great. Let's do it. Uh, go. Ahead. Are you are we recording? Do you want to just go ahead or? Yeah, is I've, this, got, uh... I've got quite a few questions. Um, okay, great. Out of the show before you were cast. Um, I was a big fan of the show before I was cast. Um, I'm still a fan of the show. Um, okay. Although, 
although um you know i'm a hyphenate i'm a writer actor director producer so yeah. um you know it's it's been kind of hard to keep up um yeah. uh with with it every week um i'm uh, good friends with garrett dillahunt him and i have been friends for a really long time oh, wow. um yeah yeah and and his wife uh, michelle and um so like i've tuned in a couple of times to see his work on on the other show and He's really good in care He's a really good actor and like, I'm so like, I just love his work so much. I've always loved him since Deadwood. He played two different parts on Deadwood and, um, and I've just loved him on stage. And, and anyway, he came to see my play that I did about Lester Bangs in uh, Chicago um, uh, a couple of years ago. So it was pretty, it, we have a, we have a real strong artistic appreciation for each other's work, which means That's a lot to me because he's such a good actor, yeah. Yeah, he's, you know, he's one of the, the, the best actors for uh, Theatre Organ Medic. That it wasn't, the first, it was quite slow. Now, I don't know if you've seen the last two seasons, it's been incredible. Yeah, yeah, no, I actually haven't. Um, um, you know, I'm, uh, I've been fortunate even during the pandemic to be, uh, to be very busy. Uh, so, you know, I think I watched, uh, Walking Dead through season seven or eight, and then it's been it's been a while since I've since I've touched the material. Although um, I have tuned in also to see uh, some of Jeffrey Dean Morgan's work, uh, who lives uh, near my in laws upstate. We go to the same right. comic book store, um, and I'm I'm uh, friendly with his wife online. I haven't I haven't met Jeffrey yet, but I hope to work with him someday. That'd be really cool. Like I've you know I've, I wanted I want to go to New York just to go. Well, the, the main reason, but um, him and Paul Rudd own a, a sweet store. Don't know where it is, but uh -huh, they uh -huh. just be kind of cool to hopefully you know I'll be I'll bump into one of those two, which would be pretty cool. Right on. Well, you know, unfortunately the the conventions aren't happening uh, right now, yeah. and I I really I only went to like three or four of those, but I really had a good time. And made some friends uh, who are fans of the show who continue to be friends. This one friend of mine, Jessica, who does a dog yeah, rescue here in New York. Yeah, we we stay in touch online, and and um, she's a really great person. And and there's some other people too. There's some cosplayers that I became friends with, friendly with. Um, yeah. So, no no Walking Dead fans out there have asked me to play Dungeons and Dragons yet with them, which I'm a little bit, which I'm a, like I hope there's a Dungeons another Dungeons and Dragons podcast out there. I'm about to do. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons game on a podcast that I'm pretty excited about. Um, I'll send you a link to it. That sounds pretty and, cool. And um, and uh, so, uh, but I would love to play with some. If there's any Walking Dead fans doing a podcast out there, I'd like to play sometime. I'm just putting that out there. I've played Dungeons and Dragons for like like 35 years. So I've never played it, but it does sound fun. I mean, hopefully someone you know someone could someone could uh, help you with that. It sounds it does sound good. Have you had any cons in England ever uh, been um, asked? Um, you know, I was I was asked to do a thing called sh was it called Showmasters? Yeah. Um, and that got um, that got uh, uh, waylaid. I had uh, somebody working with me who, who uh, uh, put it in the wrong place in the calendar, and and uh, I was scheduled to do that, and then that didn't quite work out. Um, and then and then there was some interest from the London convention at some point. Um, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, you know, some inquiries and stuff like that, but nothing that ever we were able to fly over for. And I've also, I've also been fortunate since Walking Dead to be very busy. So I, you know, there's some scheduling. Yeah. yeah. It seems like you've been, you know, been, been really busy because I was, you know, you've done so much since then, which is, which is, I mean, it's, it's been five, 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 six years, which is, which is crazy. 
it's a blink of an eye. I mean, my daughter is like, you know, almost as tall as my wife now and she's only 11. So um, yeah, no, um, you know, and, 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 but I have to say that that was a real pivotal moment being on that show for me because yeah. um, I got, you know, my wife and I had been uh, writing hyphenates for a long time. Uh, but before I worked with my first director's name is Michael and I'm, I can't pronounce his last name. It's a very long last name, but he directed, um, uh, the Grove. Do you remember the episode, the Grove yeah, with, yeah. with the kids and, and, uh, is it Herschel, uh, with, uh, um, with the Grove when the when Grove was the one with the two girls and killed him. Killed her. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was, uh, it was just, I mean, um, and Michael's a lovely director and a wonderful DP. I admire his work a lot. He's been a DP on the show for a long time. Um, and, uh, you know, and I also got to work with uh, somebody who was kind of a hero of mine, Ernest Dickerson. Um, you know, so I got very inspired by working with the high level of people that they have on the show, not just actors, but crew to actually like try to bring the very functional way that they do things into my own artistic life. And my wife and I eventually ended up uh, directing a movie, which is, a, which is, I think, a really good, honest first attempt at a feature film. We had like a million dollar budget, just under a million dollars. And, um, and uh, it starred uh, Hannah Marks and uh, um, uh, uh, Rachel Zimmerman. And it was uh, about homeless teens in LA. And there's some real good scenes in there. I was real proud of, of some of it. But I mean, it was working on The Walking Dead and seeing how that crew operated um, with the actors that really inspired me. Um, you know, so, uh, so yeah, so I have fond memories of them because it was very inspiring. Did you, um, if you could have had more time on the show, do you know what you would have, have liked to have done? Well, I obviously would um, would have loved to uh, work with uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan. I mean, he's yeah. like you know, um, and uh, and I love Andrew's work on the show too. Um, and um, and I only worked with uh, Melissa for a day or two, um, yeah. and I don't think I had any real scenes with her. I think I pushed her in a, a wheelchair and, an, and yeah. in a gurney. I did doctor stuff with her. Um, but uh, but all of those people, I, I mean, I, I would love to work with Garrett someday in any capacity. But you know, you know, it's all, it's all, uh, it's all part of the mythos. So you know, they slot you in where they where they can. Yeah, it was it was good to it was good to see like a doctor on the show, which is, which apparently apparently you died. On a, yeah, uh, that's that's is that is that according to the official Wikipedia? Uh, yeah, I I hadn't looked it up in a while. My wife was said that uh, earlier this week, and I was like, oh yeah, I kind of heard that. But I wish you know, I wish I was like, come on, you you, you left that whole group on you know a cliffhanger, which we have not seen them in I don't know how many years. Walking that time, but it's been I'll say at least ten, six or seven years since they've been seen on the show in the show time. Right on, right on. Yeah. Well, wasn't there now? I, again, I didn't keep up with the show after the certain thing. Wasn't there like some kind of a time jump? Yeah. After happened? Rick yeah. left, there was a five-year time jump, and then in that same season, there was a one-year time jump. Mm, wow. One, but yeah, yeah. That's that's now. that's hard to track. It's like it's like uh, it's like trying to track a. Uh, Star Trek or something like that. I mean, you know, the story is so big now, you know, and, and there's also the comic books, which is like, you know, I actually before I'm a, I'm a diehard geek. Um, you know, like I said, I grew up playing Dungeons and Dragons, but like before I was a fan of the show, I was a real fan of the comic books. I got, I got, um, I got turned on to the comic books pretty early by a friend of mine over at Forbidden Planet here in New York, which I hope is still there after, after COVID. Um, I'm sure it will be. It's, it's Forbidden Planet. I, I got to visit the one in London. Yeah, I can say there's one. I think we have we got one here now. No, no, we haven't. No, we don't have one here. We might have. Okay, I've been. We've. I've been to one. 
Well, I've gotten to work uh, in your country a couple of times. All right. Um, for well, for um, I, well, I want to do Doctor Who, but I don't know if they let Americans do Doctor Who. Yeah, um, got, um, a few Americans. The one I can remember is from Supernatural. Oh, right on. Well, and they, they did on on uh, uh, Torchwood too, didn't they? Have a uh, some so, yeah. Americans on that. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, anyway, my wife and I write as well, and we wrote a play called uh, The Exonerated. Uh, based on interviews we conducted with uh, exonerated death row inmates, and uh, that's sort of a documentary theater play. And we did that. Um, we did that almost almost 19 years ago, maybe. I think I have the time right. And at a little uh, theater, a wonderful theater in Hammersmith called uh, Riverside Studios, we did uh, we did a production of that that starred um, uh, Delroy Lindo and Stockard Channing and some really cool um, uh, British actors as well. And then uh, we did another play based on interviews we conducted with Iraqi refugees after uh, during the war in uh, that we conducted in Jordan during the war and um, civilian refugees. And uh, that documentary play was called The Aftermath. And that was also done um, in an old uh, bomb shelter actually underground. Oh, wow. um, yeah, it was cool. It was a it was a place where uh, it was part of the um, part of the tube system. And it was a place where they um, apparently uh, people would go um, during the Blitz uh, in World War II. Um, and so there's this sort of natural stage there. And we did it underground with the trains rumbling by and stuff. And like, uh, it was really, uh, it was very site specific. It was a really interesting way to do the play. So yeah, it sounds really interesting and, and different, a different kind of place to actually have a, have a play. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, you know, the good thing about about that is I fell in love with London. So, um, yeah. you know, I got to visit Forbidden Planet and um, and uh, you know find uh, obscure Alan Moore uh, graphic novels and and things by. Uh, there's a, a graphic novel called Strontium. I think I'm pronouncing the name right. Strontium Dog, um, which is an old black and white uh, British comic book. I'm sort of an Anglophile, so. Have you been have you been back in, uh, recently to England or? Well, no, not not really. Like I said, you know, I've been pretty busy here. I um, right now I'm in a series called uh, For Life on ABC with yeah. uh, um, a British actor named Nicholas Pinnock, um, who's an amazing actor. Um, and I think it's on Hulu now. So if you get a chance, you can see it on oh, Hulu. Yeah, if I can find it, I'll uh, definitely take a look. Yeah, and uh, so we just finished our, we just wrapped our second season of that during COVID, which is its own interesting process and phenomena, yeah, um, yeah. very different from making normal television. Um, and then, you know, I did a, I did a run on Mindhunter. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about Mindhunter. That was, are you? Oh. I love, love, my, I've, I think I watched, I think I started last, it must have been last year now, because I, um. I watched Bones and obviously I, I was hooked on um, psychology on, on sweets. Uh -huh. I really want a new psychology show to watch and Mindhunter was on there. Oh, right on, watched, yeah. And then I watched it all and I was like, wait, I know him and it was, it was you. It was pretty good to see <laughs> you on another show as well as, um, I didn't realize you're on Passive Interest for an episode too. Oh yeah, I, I, you know, it's like kind of great living in New York. Um, I, we bounce between New York and LA most of the time. Like we're in Brooklyn now and uh, we, we love living here and we love our Brooklyn community and we do a lot of, we write a lot of theater. So, you know, it's good to be here. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I got to go to uh, Pittsburgh which is where I went to school at Carnegie Mellon. So I got to like go visit my old teachers again which was super cool. And, um, and this was during non-COVID times when I did Mindhunter. And then I got to um, work with a couple different directors on the show, um, but uh, got to work uh, for an afternoon with David Fincher. And, um, you know, 
working. It's like the difference between doing something like like Walking Dead, which is sort of like for me is like playing blues and working on a Fincher show, which is like playing classical music. Yeah, I'm just talking about my approach. I don't think that these necessarily apply to other people. But it, there's a more sort of formalized style of acting, and um, and also you you do um, an enormous amount of takes on a David Fincher show. I did, I you know sometimes like 10, 11 takes uh, from one angle, oh, wow. um, often with no adjustment because you know they 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 trust and like who they cast and yeah. and uh, and um, but you know some adjustments. Um, but it's a, the whole process is is really a lot like playing classical music, yeah. and. Um, and uh, I loved it. It was just a, it was an amazing experience, especially to work with such good actors like Holt, you know, the, the lead cop on the show. Yeah. Did you work with um, Jonathan at all? I don't, I don't know if I, you had seen the day, if you, if you met him or not. I didn't, uh, he wasn't working the days that I was working, oh, but right. I worked with Holt and the uh, amazing actress playing his wife, whose name escapes me right now, but she's, yeah, was, uh, she's a, wonderful It was a well. good, a good, I mean, I think if, if, I don't know if it's been canceled or something now, they said it's done for now, mm. which is, great because it I, I really thought it was going to end where um the little boy is going to kill his mum. oh wow that's how yeah it's going to end but it, it didn't yeah yeah it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's oh, god the actors on that show are so good especially the actors playing the infamous characters they're so you know i've done that before i played up uh, you wouldn't maybe not know because i don't know if you follow baseball or not but there's a fairly famous baseball player named thurman munson um, who uh, played with the New York Yankees and then he died in a plane crash oh, wow. uh, during his uh, ninth or 10th year with the team. And, um, and uh, um, uh, I got to play him in a mini series and I gained like 26 pounds for the part. But like the most fun part of it for me was finding interviews with him to sort of like get his mannerisms down yeah. and playing a real person who there's actual film or audio of is always, is always fascinating, you know? And so much uh, difference. yeah, yeah. Because I, I didn't realize, um, I don't know, and then the first serial killer in the show, I didn't, I, I didn't know it was, it was real until I was looking more into it. Yeah. It's, it's dark. It is, it is. There's some, well, that's the, that's the thing about shows like that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very, um, um, my very first movies were horror movies. The very first movie I did, I actually played a zombie in Tom Savini's remake of Night of the Living Dead. Oh, really? That's so, cool. yeah, I was um, my first and I almost I was almost cast as a lead in that. And then they made me a zombie, which was fine because I really needed to be on set and learn how everything worked. Yeah. And it was a cool first experience. I still have I, I posted a picture on Twitter of one of the one of the one of the nights of doing it. Um, but it was so much fun. And Tom Savini is sort of a special effects master. You know, I'm all the guys who worked on Walking Dead. I'm sure a lot of them maybe have even worked with Tom or talked to Tom or maybe even maybe even he's been a teacher for some people. I don't know. But Tom is like sort of like the the special effects makeup guy for for, uh, you know, in terms of like if there was classic rock, he's like classic makeup, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah. I would, so. I would assume him and Greg, have, Greg, they must know each other. Uh, I'm sure if they don't know each other well, I would be very, very surprised. Yeah. But yeah, this guy George Romero was my first director. He directed me in in uh, he produced that remake of Night of the Living Dead that Tom directed, and then George Romero directed me in uh, with in one line. I was in one scene, one line with Timothy Hutton in a Stephen King movie called The Dark Half. So my first couple of movies were were horror movies but as a as a viewer i have a little trouble watching horror especially gory horror yeah because i'm very sensitive yeah but uh but 
you know. Well, you first, hey? No, 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 please. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. So it's yeah, fun. I don't, well, I don't mind horror. Like, I don't mind, like, like I was telling uh, Steve yesterday, I don't mind when it's like Walking Dead or, or Saw, but if it's clowns, dolls, <laughs> that, that is what is, that is what terrifies me. Yeah, my uh, my daughter has a fascination. She really wants to watch the movie It, and uh, I have I have I try keep trying to explain to her that she's much braver than I am, <laughs> and this is why we're waiting to watch the movie. But she's uh, she's not having it. I think she's so agitating to start. I've seen it, and I was I was like, do you want to watch it? But it's not it's not that bad. It's not too bad. Okay, all right, I can watch it then. Yeah, yeah I think I think yeah, I think you, I think you can do it. <laughs> But, you know, it's like terms of classic films, too. Like there are things like John, I think it's John Carpenter's The Thing uh, with, uh, um, uh, I just, I've been watching a lot of old movies. I think it's with, is Kurt Russell in The Thing? No, it's not Kurt Russell. I've heard him. I haven't seen it, though. It's, is it Kurt Russell or Jeff Bridges? One of them, one of them is in The Thing. Um, and, uh, and it's just, I'm embarrassed. It's escaping me right now. Cause it's, I've been watching so many Kurt Russell movies lately. I just watched escape from New York again and escape from LA. Um, but yeah, the thing is, the thing is a great horror movie, you know? And I love, um, I love the black and white horror movies. I love Frankenstein and Dracula and psycho and, um, psycho, you know, psycho was a, was a, was the forbidden movie when I was a kid. And uh, it was a rite of passage to be able to see that movie on video cassette. And I, the first time I watched it was on video cassette, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. So I was fascinated by by uh, uh, Anthony Perkins. Have you seen yeah. the, the the sequels? There is, I think, there's three others. I bought the other three, but I can only watch the second one because the other mm. two are American, and it doesn't work on my Xbox. Oh, understood. Oh, um, yeah, no, I, I think I saw the second one, a bit of it. Um, and I also saw Bates Motel because a friend yeah, of mine directed a couple yeah. episodes of that. Bates Motel is pretty good. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, but like I said, I'm a, I'm a big geek. So like I was raised on, um, um, you know, all the comic book movies that are coming out now and Thanos and stuff like that. I mean, I, I was, I was intimately engaged with the idea of Thanos, you know, from, you know, or, or, you know, and the Marvel universe of superheroes and stuff like that since I was like eight years old. So um, yeah. you can't, you can't really see on the podcast or anything, but like I have a couple of pieces of art by Jack Kirby who invented the Avengers, like original oh, wow. comic book That's pages cool. that he drew that I, that I got when you could actually afford them uh, like 30 years <laughs> ago. Um, and, um, and so I'm a big fan of, of that world. And I'm a big fan of Jack Kirby's fourth world characters, which are, um, called like the new gods and Mr. Miracle. This is a little obscure for you because you're much younger than I am. But um, a woman named uh, Ava DuVernay is going to be, uh, is writing apparently with um, with uh, a really famous uh, comic book writer. Uh, uh, she's working on the new gods movie, which I'm pretty excited about. So if I had a dream come true, um, you know, a dream would definitely be to come back and work with any of the Walking Dead cast in any capacity on any show. Um, but my second dream would probably to to be in the new gods that's my that's well, like that would be here. yeah i would like fly anywhere during covid without a mask <laughs> um you know uh uh in in danger of my own life to be a part of a um a part of that uh, mythos yeah you might be able to come back to the walking dead i don't know if you've heard they're doing a another spin-off kind of thing where it's the tales oh yeah tales of the walking dead yeah, which sure it, it I have no idea who they can get or who they will get, but it's you know, it's a chance for for anyone to come back. 
Oh, that's exciting. That's exciting. Well, there's, you know, like I, like I said, you know, the, the Walking Dead community of actors is a hundred some, 150, 100 over that. Um, there's just, a, there's a number of people out there um, who, like I've admired their work in New York and Los Angeles and in other projects like over the years. So any opportunity to see any of the great actors in that show do more work, I would love that, yeah. you know. What was your favorite film to see on The, on the Walking Dead? Uh, pardon, pardon me? Oh, the scene to film? Yeah, what was your favorite Which, film to scene? Well, favorite, um, film, favorite scene to film? There we go. Hold on. Let me, let me sip my coffee. Um, <clears throat> I think it was the one... Well, my favorite, I'm a big, um, one of the, uh, this is a long way of saying, uh, this is a long way of answering that question. Um, one of the projects that I've done since Walking Dead is um, I did a one-man play based on the writings of Lester Bangs, the rock critic. And I don't know if you've ever seen Almost Famous, but Phil, Philip Seymour Hoffman plays Lester Bangs in Almost Famous. Oh, I know, who, I know who he is, yeah. And for the uninitiated, Lester Bangs is sort of one of the inventors, along with Dave Marsh and Jan Uzelski and, and uh, 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 Grill Marcus. He sort of like shares co-inventorship of rock criticism. It kind of didn't exist before um, before uh, magazines like Rolling Stone and Cream started. And even initially, Rolling Stone was just sort of reviews of albums and interviews with people. You know, the idea of rock criticism was sort of brand new. Um, and Lester's got sort of this huge wild man reputation. He died very young. So I wanted to do a play about him because I'm such a record geek. And um, I was working on this play when I got the call to do Walking Dead. And when I saw that, um, and I believe the audition that I did was in my office, but facing away from my record collection. So they couldn't have written that in for me. But, um, but when I read that he was a blues fan and, and, and that there was, a, and, um, and uh, Scott Gimple told me that it was a junior Kimbo, Kimbrough record playing on the record player um, in one of the scenes, I got really excited because I'm a big, like blues nut, um, you know, the more obscure the blues, the better. Um, so blues, jazz, like um, a lot of sort of a prototypical punk and and um, and uh, early rock um, uh, bands. I'm, a, I'm 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 sort of I sort of have a weird kind of um, I can't forget anything that anybody ever tells me or like I, that I read about music. Yeah. And so so to play, uh, you know, Stephen Edwards, my favorite my favorite scene is the one where I'm playing the blues record and I talk about that was, that was a good scene. Yeah, it was a good scene. And, and you know, to work with uh, 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 Miss Kinney was, um, you know, just she's just a great person and so yeah, kind she, and very nice, good musician and you know so that was my favorite too and it would have been would have been good for you both to sing in the show oh yeah definitely i well you know i'm i'm uh in during the covid quarantine i've taken up playing mandolin uh my uh one of our plays uh that we put up at the public theater was called coal country and it was about a, an actual it was a documentary musical some people call it but, but documentary play with music um uh, 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 collaborating with a, a guy who was won three Grammys named Steve Earle. Uh, he's a really famous sort of roots Americana country musician. And um, anyway, he there was a there was an actual mine disaster that took place uh, about ten years ago in the United States called the Upper Big Branch Mine Explosion, and uh, twenty nine men were killed in that explosion. And uh, in my opinion, I think the accident was uh, was avoidable. And um, we wanted to, um, and there's various reasons that I believe that it happened, but we wanted to go down and, and um, talk to members of the community about that and sort of like 
pay tribute to their men, but also like, you know, um, you know, explore the question about how much is too much and, you know, uh, uh, you know, what is, what is greed? Um, you know, how do you get through uh, uh, losing somebody in an instant like that? Um, what do you do when, um, when the, the government that's supposed to protect you and sort of like look out for you sort of disappoints you in their, in their handling of safety measures and stuff like that. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of uh, 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 subject matter that was very serious. And, um, and uh, uh, you know, it's down in West Virginia, which is sort of the home of uh, a lot of, um, a lot of sort of blues and bluegrass music. And um, uh, Steve Earle is, like I said, a country musician. So uh, one of the things that happened at the end of the play, the play was uh, cut short uh, by COVID-19 happening in New York. It was really scary. Um, so uh, we'd done about 26 performances, gotten great reviews, and um, and the families of uh, these miners who had died came. Um, a lot of the families came, the people that we talked to and interviewed, and saw themselves on stage. Um, and that was really satisfying. They said they thought people in America had more or less forgotten about them and forgotten about their story, and their story is an important story. I'm glad you're telling the story. Yeah. Well, what happened at the end, though, you know, Steve, uh, Steve went back to Tennessee and then he came back with a mandolin for me because I'd like to play guitar. And he so yeah, he just gave. So, yeah. And the back wall. And so during um, during COVID, during this entire quarantine time, I've, I've been playing and learning a lot of mandolin. I'm working on Bach right now, which is sort of interesting. So. So, yeah. So. So, um, you know, uh, uh, I, I, that's sort of a long rambling story. But um, but yeah, that's. Um, that uh, music has always been a huge influence on me. And obviously I like collaborating with musicians uh, for our last play, The Line that we did, which was an online play with uh, starring my friend, Nicholas Pinnock from uh, yeah, my TV really, show for yeah, life. Oh, that really good. Yeah, I got to, got to work with Amy Mann a little bit on that. And um, 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 on our movie, uh, we worked with a woman named Jolie Holland, like um, music and musicians and, and all that stuff's very important to me. And that's kind of an indelible part of my life and I, you know, maybe maybe people on The Walking Dead show sense that when they cast me. I don't know. Yeah, I they can't speak to them. Quite a few of the, um, I can think about about four of you guys are actually musically inclined because there's you know there's you, Emily, Caitlin, and um, Jordan who is who was who played Eric. Ah, right on. People going, oh, I'm talk I'm gonna go talk to Eric. And they're like, which one, Eric the actor <laughs> or Eric the character? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it would have been would be good to see, you know, you more like real life singing the show, just having having a good time because that's what the show does lack. Like it lacks like just calmness and and I don't know normality, I guess really. Yeah, well, I mean, like we all want we all want normality now, you know, like. The uh, the scary stuff that's been happening, uh, not only in sort of politically in my country, but like you know with with the pandemic and everything. I mean, it's it's feels very post apocalyptic um, in, in in a lot of ways. Um, uh, um, now this of course is 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 very serious, and and uh, it's not a TV show. This is life. Um, but you know, one of the ways my wife and I responded to that is we um, we uh, got stuck upstate. And uh, with the help of the public theater and our amazing cast and crew, we uh, we did interviews with 
EMTs, nurses, and doctors, and medical technicians confronting COVID-19 in New York City hospitals. And um, we did them all um, anonymously so they could speak freely. Yeah. And uh, we created a, a play out of it uh, called The Line, which uh, got almost a, I, I don't know the exact number, close to 100,000 views on, on YouTube, 80,000, 85. It was okay, a lot. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll have to check that out. It's gonna not big TV, not, not big TV numbers, but, um, you know, it was very moving and we worked with some amazing actors who were, um, you know, uh, good friends of ours, Lorraine Toussaint, um, just a number of other people. And, um, and, you know, it was all an attempt to make sense of the, the, the era that we're living in right now and this, this uh, horrible disease and, you know, how, um, how separated from each other we are. And, and I wanted to interview people, I think, who are heroic and putting their lives on the line every day to save us from ourselves, you know, and to save us from, from, this, uh, from this virus. And, uh, and it was really, um, you know, as, as uh, theater pieces go, I was wondering, well, gosh, it's theater, but it's online. And, you know, but it was very intimate. You know, I think audience members who were watching from their individual computers had the same experience that we did conducting the interviews, which was very moving and heartbreaking yeah, and, and hopeful in all the ways that theater can be. So, yeah. So that's my wife and I, Jessica Blank, collaborate together. And that was our last. Yeah, was, we were working guys, on. you guys seem to do a lot of a lot of amazing work together. And, you know, it, you know today wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for, for her being so helpful. Yeah, she's a she's a good person. I admire her a great deal. You know, we're we're, we're working on another thing now. We're um, we're uh, collaborating. We're creating a TV show with Ed Burns, uh, who created The Wire. Oh yeah. And uh, and Generation Kill and another show uh, called The Corner, which I which I quite liked. Um, and so Ed and us are working on a top secret project right now, which I can't really talk about. But he's a it's it's good learning writing from him. He's really good at it. He's like so much better than I will ever be. And like working with people like that is like working on Walking Dead. You know, you're just like working with people who are at the top of their game. So that's pretty exciting to be creating a show with him. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that um, you know, it gets it's, it does. You know, it sound it will sound good, and hopefully things will pick up and you can start working on it again soon because yeah i you know it's it's like filming during covid is scary um you know it's very safe on my show uh on on for life on abc it's very safe um but you know uh it's 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 you know like it's nothing like working in a hospital and you're you're not you know you're it's but you know you're tested four times a week which is you know getting tested is its own Oh, um, yeah, can, can cause its own triggers, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, you know, you're, you're around other actors who you trust, but, you know, sometimes people, you know, you know, go into the wrong deli or, you know, maybe have an interaction that's too close on the street or whatever. So you don't really know, like, but, you know, they've done it. There haven't been any, any outbreaks on my show at all. So we were really happy that we completed the second season. Everybody's hoping that we can get a vaccine soon. So things get back to normal and we get back to work. I've I've had my um, the vaccine last week because of my work what? luckily. Oh really? What what do you what's your uh, what's your other work that you do? I um I support adults with learning disabilities like autism or, or something else. So it's yeah it's not frontline work, but it's it's you know the key work and it's it's I haven't stopped really. I've been busy, and I've enjoyed it. I mean it's it's work. It's it's keeping me it's keeping me sane. If I had that's no um. That's interesting. My my brother Doug does that, um, um, uh, mostly with at risk youth. But you know, at risk youth come, youth come with uh, other 
other um, other uh, difficulties. And actually, my dad uh, was an uh, was an advocate for um, uh, they call it uh, people with developmental disabilities in Minnesota when I was growing up. So that was uh, very much part of my life. I thank you for your your service. You do incredible work. It's got to be it's got to be really satisfying work. And yeah. you must feel, you must feel better now that you have the vaccine, huh? Yeah, it's it's good. You know, we can we I think we get another one in a couple in 10, 12 weeks, but it's really good to to finally have it in. It was people were, you know, people were saying so much about it. I'm like, is it really that bad? Just just take it. Just you'll be all right. You're not gonna grow another leg, never arm. It's good. Wow. Wow. Um, wow. I'm, yeah, I, I'm, you know, uh, actors are, actors are wonderful, but we are, are not necessarily essential workers. So, um, you know, I'm just going to wait my turn in line and, and, uh, hope that that comes uh, sooner rather than later. I'm worried about kids too. Like, you know, I have an 11 year old daughter and a lot of kids don't get sick and the science really isn't in on a lot of the stuff with kids and the vaccine yet. And, you know, but like my daughter really misses her friends and she really wants to go back to school. And, you know, um, I had an opportunity possibly to go uh, overseas and do something recently. Um, and I wouldn't turn that down, but I'm sort of having second thoughts right now about auditioning. Um, uh, but maybe before I get on an international flight, you know, somebody could um, somebody could procure a vaccine for me. But I, I, I kind of don't think I'm going to do it. Because it's just too long in an airplane, you know, it's too risky. Yes, you know, so that's what I'm um, hopefully, you know, flying can can come back soon. Because I want to, I want to go back. I want to go to New York. I want to see my friends. I want to see, want to see, you know, my girlfriend. I want to see everyone again. Because it's just. Have you have you been to New York before? No, it was good. I was going to go with my girlfriend in May, but uh, it it all came through, and we're trying to get our refunds sorted, which is a pain because they're not at the minute they're not giving refunds even if you physically can't get there right on yeah i i uh it's uh yeah it's a it's a mess man <laughs> i mean you know the the you know my daughter always talks about the blessings that we can find during the i think that's because my wife is saying that to her and my daughter is saying it to me but it, you know it's nice to have my 11 year old remind me of what i'm supposed to think about yeah, and you know we've been very fortunate. There's only been a few friends of mine that have gotten uh, terribly sick. Uh, nobody extremely close to me has died. Although a mentor and a guy that uh, I was in his play, a guy named Terrence McNally, who's very important to the theater community and in the, in the world, um, I was in one of his plays. He passed away, and that really broke my heart. Yeah, I'm sorry, no, but my someone, I lost someone a couple of days ago to to COVID too. It's just like oh, I'm so sorry. A family member or a friend or. Yeah, he's one of my friends. I met him uh, uh, through Comic Cons, and it just—it was just, you know, I didn't, I didn't even know he was Paulie, and then it just, I was like, oh, great. It was just a really, we weren't too close, but it was, it's a friend, you know, it's, it's horrible times. Oh, that's, that's really hard. That's really hard. Are you, are you able to get out at all? I mean, other than work, or do you we, just not want to because it's so allowed. stressful? We're oh, not, you're not allowed. Yeah, we've, we've been pretty much we can go out like for exercise but in we can't mix houses we can't like i can't go to my grandparents i can't i can't you know go to my friends we you're in the south right it's worse in the south than anywhere right yeah it, it was it, you know, up, up in london it was really bad in manchester but down here wasn't wasn't too bad until recently about the sound of it which is great but yeah we can't we can't we're staying either work stay in work and that's about it 
Yeah, we're kind of in the same place. I mean, you know, it's 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 a good thing that like my writing and producing stuff uh, starts at a computer at home. Um, I I you know like looking for the blessings that we can find. Um, you know, one of the one of the blessings from this that I count every day is I'm getting to spend a lot of time with my daughter. Yeah. Um, you know, and blessings are hard to find, especially in this country right now. But but I but I I I'm you know I believe in hope. So. Um, and I had a friend tell me the other day, you know, you're never, she's almost a teenager. You're never going to spend as much, have an opportunity to spend as much time with her yeah. together as, as, as now. So we've been playing a lot of piano together and she took up all of her own accord without any push from me, ukulele the other day. Oh, wow. Like, and I'm a guitar player and a mandolin player now. So like, that's like, it's so cool that she's interested in stringed instruments. So she's taking um, piano lessons and ukulele lessons, and she practices every day. And um, we get to play Grateful Dead songs together. I'm a big Grateful Dead fan, so um, Lester Bangs wasn't, but I am. Um, so um, so we play uh, a song called Ramble on Rose together, and we play a song called Row Jimmy together, and it's just like so much fun um, uh, to uh, to spend musical time with her and. And we've watched all the Marvel movies, and now we're working on WandaVision. Yeah, I need to, so, I need to start that one. Yeah, I, you know, I I wasn't like I read a few things about it, and I was like, this sounds this sounds strange. And then like I watched it, and I I don't I don't know because I don't have any inside information. But I, like I like I said, I'm a comic book fan, and I know like yeah. Wanda Maximoff's story. So I think I might know what's happening, and I'm really excited about it. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, it's worth, it's worth, who's my favorite Marvel superhero? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, my favorite, okay. Um, my favorite, my favorite actor in terms of how he mixes his acting on also his politics is Mark Ruffalo. Um, I really appreciate him because he's really smart and he's got a good heart. And I just, I, I think, I think, uh, uh, Bruce Banner is a really hard, the Hulk, uh, traditionally, uh, even with Jack Kirby, a, a lot of writers have said that writing for the Hulk is is like difficult, like you know, because it's it's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde story, and like you can like yeah. easily like play that out. I and and uh, I think Mark Ruffalo said like that's my generation's Hamlet. Everybody tries to play the Hulk, <laughs> um, so you know. Um, I, so I think I just I like what he's done with the part i like the humanity he's brought to the part you know it's it's a it's a it's a tough needle to uh, to thread and um who else who else am i a, a fan of um i love pretty much everybody in guardians of the galaxy i have a special place in my heart for that show you know so um yeah all those actors i mean there's not a oh oh i'll say my favorite my favorite actually is benedict cumberbatch as dr strange i love dr strange it is top three but when I wonder which one's my favorite. Um, well, I Ant-Man. I Iron Man? Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Oh, you yeah. love Ant-Man. Oh, that's excellent. Are those toys above you, Ant-Man toys? Yeah, all the all the Funkos that they've they've brought out for him. Boy, you're a better collector than I am. Oh my god. You're you you've got everything. Yeah, my daughter has all of the Funkos that are um from Stranger Things. She yeah, has like cool. 11 and Dusted. Yeah, so she, so that's uh, but yeah, no, Ant Man. I love I love Paul Rudd's work. He's so. How good was that first Ant Man movie? Yeah, I just, amazing. Like I love Paul Rudd. That's it. That's why 
my like not really brand but the thing is that like you know in in endgame when he, uh hulk gave uh uh scott the taco yes that is that is it <laughs> that is the only reason why my my thing is the taco just that's it no real reason it's amazing ah. i was wondering i was wondering the reason and and that's i saw a meme about a dungeons and dragons meme about that the other day that i i won't bore you with what it said it was very funny though but it was like you know the dungeon master giving the party a short rest and it shows hulk handing the tacos over to over to over to um ant-man um yeah no i mean like you know like even a character like that who might have been considered you know sort of obscure in the marvel in the marvel world like um and that movie uh as, for, as marvel movies go was sort of done on a budget you know i think the the yeah. budget was slightly lower than the other movies and you wouldn't know it because it was so um you know it was so good um and uh yeah so yeah it was really good, good film. i'm excited with the the third one whenever it, like, the oh. um, doctor strange what's coming out next doctor strange 2 or i i don't know what's coming next but i hope i have no that, idea i'm 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 excited too about a, a uh about uh there's a film called moon knight that uh, oh, yeah. uh ethan hawk and um oh what's that wonderful actor's name from star wars he's so oh, good yeah uh uh, he was in Ex Machina. Um, oh, I can't remember. I'm no, Isaac Oscar Isaac Oscar Isaac. Yeah, that's it. Um, they're doing Moon Knight uh, apparently together, which I'm really excited about. So that's yeah, it's um, you know, this you know there's been announced so much, which Marvel stuff, which is good. Most yeah, on Disney Plus, which is which is perfect because I have that now, which is amazing. See, if I wasn't ever in a Marvel movie, the second best thing would be um, to be um, writing on a Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, I you know it's it's it takes a rare person to like actually like be able to do that. And I would love to I would love to have the challenge of writing. Uh, 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 I wrote a graphic novel a few years ago that did well. Um, uh, Anna Cool News uh, reviewed it really nicely. It was super cool, and and um, um, I found that to be a very a very satisfying world building experience as a writer so you know writing a marvel movie would be fun or a dc movie yeah, you know yeah oh i mean both movies are i mean i, I like marvel for movies better but tv show is better for dc ah right on right on oh, so that so so do you like uh, which which dc shows do you like do you watch uh, like the flash do you like that uh, the only one i've really seen is gotham uh-huh right on yeah gotham's good that that shot here in new york i auditioned yeah. for that a couple of times yeah. yeah really good and um um pretty close with robin who oh right on I oh right you, on i think you, i don't know if you know who he is or he was in walking dead for and two episodes too uh-huh right on oh good there's hope for me yet <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no i i actually saw his work um uh he was in the first season right uh uh he um robin was in season f season no. four for when do you know when carol and rick were together this year oh oh you're talking walking dead not not gotham um oh he's uh, all of gotham yeah 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 um yes no i i saw his work uh he's he's, he's a lovely actor yeah he's really really committed really okay, imaginative yeah. yeah i like actors like that I've got, I've got a couple more, well, a few more walking dead questions, really. Um, do you know how how do you think um, uh, your character Stephen um, handled Beth's death? Because you never really see it. You know, it's super interesting. Um, uh, the the way that we talked about it, and the way that that you know, and again, this is just my opinion. This isn't anything that was conveyed to me or anything like that. 
but you know, uh, we didn't want to tip tip the hand one way too far or the other um, early on as to whether my character was was as manipulative as he actually was. We really wanted to play up the nicer aspects of him and have yeah. the audience gain a lot of trust in him before um, um, you know doing what he did to sort of get Beth to kill the other doctor. Um, um, and, uh, a lot of people, uh, when that happened, have never forgiven me for that. <laughs> um, but you know, it's just a TV show, but, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, the energy sort of had father daughter relationship in it a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, um, we didn't lean into that too hard, but I think, um, I, I feel like the character would have a lot of regret about that um but again you know that's that that's uh something for uh, uh comics and tv writers to explore you know uh basically you know the feelings that you have or the feelings they tell you you have so um you know hopefully there'll be, there'll be some time to revisit it someday it'll be good to see you 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 got basically most of your scenes were with with emily or sometimes um the lady who, lady who plays dawn uh-huh so, yeah oh she's isn't she wonderful uh, she's yeah. a villain she's she was pretty good for a good. I haven't, I haven't seen her in anything else, but she played She's, the character really well. She did a, I'm forgetting the name of the series now. She did a series, I think it was on HBO. Uh, uh, that was that was really good. Um, she's just a she's just a good actor. She's she's uh, she she pops up in some some really good stuff. Yeah. Um, if you know, if you could have had seen with another Katember, who would it, who would it have been? If I could have what? Pardon? So say that again. If you were could have worked, you know, like if with um, if you could have had scenes with so another character like Carol or, or Brick, who would you want to have been in a couple more scenes with? You know, as a writer, I'm always interested in putting characters together who shouldn't be together. Um, and I think a scene between um, at, uh, Stephen Edwards and Norman, yeah, would be would be super interesting, um, uh, because they're so different. The characters yeah. are so different. Um, so I'm always looking for opposites. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, again, like, you know, like there's characters who are gone now. There's like, I was, uh, I was friends with Chad Coleman for a long time. Yeah. Um, I believe Chad was in, um, an early production or a touring production of the exonerated for a minute. And, um, and, um, I, I don't think I'm getting my stories mixed up, but, uh, that's, that, I believe that's how I met Chad. I might, I might've met him before that actually. Um, we just we had a lot of friends in common, and I would have I would would have loved to have actually got we faced off in the hallway, but I would have loved yeah. to have gotten a chance to do an actual scene with Chad. Yeah, it would like, have been, you know, been pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's just like you know, I have such a soft spot in my heart for for all the characters that you know any anybody would be a would be um, and also um, who else? Oh, it's a wonderful actor that I met who does all the impressions. Um, Ross, Ross, yeah, Ross Marquand. I'd like to, I'd like to work with him someday too. Yeah, but like on, like on stage, like I'd like to work with him in the theater and like do the same play every night. I want to work with him for a long time, you know, not that'd just be, for a few days on a that'd TV be show. Fun. Yeah, that would be fun. It would be fun to do like True West with him or something like that, like a play about brothers or a play about you know brothers who are enemies or something like that. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be really yeah. cool. Was that filmed in the actual hospital? Because I, I went to when I was in Atlanta, like we we went past uh, Grady. Was that filmed there or in a, in a set? 
Um, there were, well, there were a couple, a couple locations that are, it's been a while. So um, part of it was on a set. They actually built up on, uh, up on, up on legs. They built this hallway, you know, when they disposed of the bodies down the, down the elevator shaft, they actually, we actually filmed in a real hospital for part of it. And it was super hot. Everybody was sweating. And like, you know, I had to change shirts a couple of times, like, and they had these giant air conditioning tubes that were like trying to make it cold. But you know, one of the characters in the show is the heat because it's Atlanta. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but for the for the scene where we dump the body in the hallway and, and I think Beth is sort of like dangling her leg over the elevator shaft at one point and her and Tyler had a scene there. Yeah. Um, uh, that was that was um, that was built up on legs. Uh, so it was like sort of like half a story up. And then um, and then we actually got to dump the body and then they did a little special effect to make it look like it went several stories down instead of the half a story it actually did. But, um, you know, I, I don't know if it made it into a gag reel or something, but the first time I tried to dump the body, the, the leg got stuck to the gurney. So the body just sort of like this rubber <laughs> body just kind of dangled there. And, uh, and, um, and I, I tried to play it off, but after about 30 seconds or 20 seconds, it became kind of absurd that this body was just sort of stuck there, you know? Um, but, you know, you got to play it like it lands on, on those shows because sometimes the mistakes are fun. Um, but yeah, so they built that. Um, so I got to work a little bit, you know, on 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 a set and a little bit. But my favorite set they had was um, the office that they built for me. It was filled with books and this painting, this beautiful painting behind the desk, and um, all these records. And and uh, you know, it looked like a, you know, they ate. Um, we actually, I actually ate. Um, uh, they, there was guinea pig, I guess. That was that yeah, was what was being pig, raised yeah. on the roof. Well, they actually. Um, now I might be getting this secondhand or maybe the prop guy was like trying to put one over on me, but they flew actual Guinea pig, I think in from Peru and actually wow. cooked it. And I got, I got a chance to try it, um, which was uh, it, it. I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, I, I was not a fan, but you know, it, he could have been, he could have been pulling my leg, but I don't think they were. Um, but uh, during the scene when we actually ate, we ate a little bit of uh, chicken. So that was, so that was uh, all fine and good. But, His room was such a, such a a cool and unique set. Well, it, it reminded me sort of like a like when we ate the guinea pig, you are what you eat, you know. And I sort of I sort of envisioned him as kind of like a you know almost like a you know kind of rodent like in his kind of Warren, you know, um, uh, safely behind all of his records, you know, um, uh, safe in his little the little corner of his cage, you know. So yeah, I thought it was an interesting metaphor. It was a. I did like that. It was. I, I completely forgot what I ate, but I remember you having a conversation with Beth, and it's in the that people. That's like I like I I like the that story arc. It's not people's favorite, which is annoying, but it's it was a really good and different story arc because you never really see that kind of group, or you never really see what what is going on in the hospital after the apocalypse because. Well, I think I don't know if they the line was still in or not, but I, I'm pretty sure it was. I, I try and I only go back and review my work when it's time for my agent or manager to put together a new reel. But I think there was a line in there about we're not the kind of people who survive, or we're not the ones who survive. Um, uh, and and I, I that's you know like even the way it was cast, you know, it was sort of it was sort of um, it was very it was what was super interesting about working with with um with uh with uh just um beth was was um you know that i didn't get to meet 
the other cast, the other cast were on a break for like eight or nine days while we shot that episode because it was confined just to the hospital. So I didn't get to meet everybody until until uh, it came time to film the Beth uh, death scenes. Um, so that was that was weird because we were kind of in this like closed community, closed environment, and then all of a sudden it expanded and you sort of got to see the scope of the show, you know, yeah. with all the people who showed up. Um, and that was that was super cool. Um, you know, I got to see the, I got to see. Um, uh, 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 Michonne, is it Michonne? Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Um, uh, I got to see her, um, like chop heads off a couple zombies. I got to see them film some action stuff going into the hospital, I think, with a isn't a fire truck that pulls up? I think, I, yeah. I, yes, I think so. Yeah. Um, so that was super cool, like, because I got to watch the special effects guys consult with the director and talk about how they were going to do it and do multiple takes over and over again. So, you know, I'm always, I'm always, I always feel like I'm like when, especially when working with somebody or for somebody like Ernest Dickerson, who directed that last episode, I always feel like I'm, I'm like working with like, um, a master storyteller or a master director, um, yeah. you know, and I, I feel like I'm sort of a journeyman actor, a journeyman director. Um, and so I always like, you know, try to get as close as I can to Video Village and like stay as innocuous and small as possible so I can pay a lot of attention to how decisions are being made. And, you know, the way that the special effects are handled on that show is so cool, you know? Yeah, they, they got better and better each season. Cause then if you've, have you, I mean, you know, the Whisperer arc. Yes, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. In the, did you see it in the show? Um, I did. I saw, is that season six? Season seven? Ten. Season 10? No, nine, sorry, nine. Nine, nine. Um, I know the Whisperer arc mostly from the comic books. I'm further along in, in the comic books than I am in the show. And like I said, I, I dip in occasionally, but yeah. I think I'll probably dip in more when my daughter's a little older. Cause we'll, you know, and then it'll be a nice, a nice surprise to me. But I only got through, uh, I think about halfway or all the way through season seven. Yeah. And then, and then, um, you know, and now I've got something to binge watch. That's kind of how I watch. Yeah, TV. true. And now, you know, it's, it's coming to an end after season 11. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. I, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, that's like, um, that's how I watched Battlestar Galactica. Like the series was sort of like done. And then I went back and watched all of it, yeah. you know, so that was pretty cool. But did you, uh, did you know how many episodes you were going to go into or was it longer or did you get extended time? Um, no, we, we, I knew it was three episodes going in, um, which is, which is, it's nice. It's nice to know how long you're employed for. Um, but you know, uh, on the show that I'm doing now for life, they, they kind of tell you ahead of time, oh, you're going to be in this many, you're going to be in that many. So that's, it's, 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 it's nice when it's nice when you know that, so you can sort of plan out what the characters beats are because, yeah. you know, um, there's a lot of stuff to keep track of for everybody on set and the sort of, um, you know, the main writers and the executive producer writer on the set will definitely keep track of story beats for the character because they've like planned out an arc and stuff like that. But um, knowing how many episodes is really good. Like the show I'm on now for life, I play this kind of sort of, a, I wouldn't say he's a bad guy, but one of the reviews said, you know, within one episode, Eric Jensen creates one of the most unlikable characters on television, oh, which wow. is kind of a, a backhanded compliment. Um, uh, you know, you, you, you mark your success where you can. Um, but, you know, the character's really disliked on the show because he's just not a good dude and he's part of the system, which is really broken. And, and um, you know, but like, you know, over time, you can sort of take those qualities and, and shift them 
Um, so it's more than sort of just one, just thing, one, one thing, you know, you're, you're, you're playing colors over time. So when you know you're going to do 10 or 12 episodes, you, you don't have to sort of like, you know, blow your wad in, in the first thing. And like, this is, yeah. this is who the character is and this is what I'm doing. You can kind of be, you have an opportunity to be more subtle and sort of more long-term with the planning. So yeah, definitely. that's good. And like you said about being like, disliked you know is that if you're like a villainous character and you're the actor is disliked that's how you know you've done a you've done a good job well you know it's it's cool like after walking dead i think walking dead was my first experience of this but like people would stop me on the subway in new york and what's kind of weird and amazing and also interesting about doing for life on abc is you know ever since it's aired people have more or less been in masks so, yeah. you know, like, you know, there's fans of the fans of for life too. Um, my, uh, my, uh, the star of the show, Nicholas Pinnock, he's, he was like, you know, a couple episodes and he was getting stopped at the street all the time. And then everybody's in masks. So nobody knows who you are, which is yeah, kind of great. Which is, which is a lot, a lot <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, it's kind of, it's kind of, um, so you, so like I can keep track online if I want to about how people are responding to the show, but I kind of try to stay out of what people have written about it and, and stuff like that, it distracts me from keeping my eye on the prize, which is like just delivering a good, believable performance, you know? Yeah, um, I, I think when I was younger, I sort of did this for the attention uh, when I was a kid. And then um, as I got to be, an, and I count being a kid being in my twenties. And then as I got older, I realized how unsatisfying that was. So really I'm, I'm doing it for the communal experience. I'm doing it for the group experience. I, I love working with actors, but I love, I love working with a good crew and, you know, of, of all the things, a lot of shows have good actors on them. The, the crew on the walking dead is just incredible. Like, you know, everybody's everybody, you know, from catering to the first AD to the second AD, everybody who's on that show, you know, they're at the top of their game because they've gotten hired by that show. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, and there's something about Atlanta that I fell in love with too. It was sort of my first I, time I working there. So love it in there. Love it yeah. Out. Did you, have you ever gone to a convention in Atlanta? Did you yeah, ever go did, to the big the, convention? I did the last walk socket they had in 2019. Wow. And that was a, that was just a, it was an amazing event. You know, we, I was, I, I flew in three days before the event. So we did two days of touring. We did, did Sonoya and um, I guess just, Alana, whatever it was, but yeah, we did um, loads of tours. So we saw Alexandria, we saw, we just saw, you know, we saw um, Grady, uh, Carol's house, and other random cool places you never, you never expect you'd ever see in real life. Yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, it, it's um, it's uh, I remember I was doing um, you know, I mentioned what a Battlestar Galactica fan I was. I I know how I watched it too. I got the flu. I got like a six day flu. This is years ago. And I told my wife to get me something science fiction. And this is when you still had to buy DVDs. There wasn't a lot of streaming. And um, she went and bought me the entire first season. And I watched it in like a couple of days of Battlestar Galactica. Well, after Battlestar Galactica started to shut down, and I'm, I'm a huge Edward James almost fan. I've always been a fan of his uh, since uh, since uh, uh, a movie he did called Stand and Deliver. And I just you know loved him as Adama. And then uh, Katie Sackhoff, who recently was in The Mandalorian, uh, who plays Starbuck. Oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a giant fan of hers. I love her work. I'd love to work with her someday. Um, you know, uh, so so anyway, Ron Moore, who uh, revived and, and created uh, the Battlestar Galactica, we've all come to know and love, um, uh, you know, um, 
did a new did another show called oh, it was a science fiction show that I was in called I want to say something gravity but that wasn't it um, I'm the, the I'm blanking on what the name of the show was it aired as a two hour movie on uh, on television um, and uh, it uh, I got to act with my friend Richie Coster and a bunch of other um, uh, Nikolai Coster Waldau who oh, plays yeah, yeah, yeah. Lannister. Uh, he was star he started in the show as the captain of the ship and the show was about um was a science fiction show that ron moore created about this group of people who get who goes through space together on a on a nuclear bomb powered uh spaceship where they blow up nuclear bombs behind the ship and use these plates to push the ship forward which is sort of like an actual technology that people have mentioned uh it's based on real technology and i played a guy named jules braun and uh, he was the sort of ship designer, the rocket designer. And um, and that was super cool. But the cool thing about doing that show with Ron Moore is we shot up in Vancouver and they were just shutting down Battlestar Galactica. So I got a tour of the Battlestar Galactica sets and I got to see um, like a Battlestar Galactica Viper, like all this cool stuff, you know. This is like sort of before these conventions were, were common where you yeah. could see like, oh, you wanna see Odin's throne from, from uh, the movie, you know, here it is at, at Comic-Con in San Diego, you know, yeah. <laughs> like this is before you could do stuff like that. And like, I was so dorked out about Ron Moore anyway, you know, I think, I think, you know, with that show, especially he was sort of like George Lucas to me in a way, you know, um, uh, you know, so, so um, to be walked through the set by him is one of my fondest yeah, memories of doing that show. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, it's very, I'm, you know, being a science fiction fan and being on a, a, a science fiction or a horror show or something like that. It's a, it's a pretty cool experience, you know, you got to kind of put that aside, you know, so you don't, so you don't like, so I sort of set my fanboy aside and, and just do the work and keep my head down. But, um, but I got to admit the first day I walked onto the walking dead set, I was pretty happy. I was yeah, pretty damn happy. The surreal feeling, you know, now, you know, back then it was just, you know, you're on the walk of the dead. Now you're in the universe of, of that one, like, you know, three shows, going to be a movie soon, then another two shows potentially. Yeah. Well, and also like, I, I, I think I'm on a, I, again, I don't, I don't pay too much attention to this stuff, but somebody, uh, it was Jessica, my friend, Jessica from New York sent me a copy of a baseball card that I was on. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that you're of, I think I've seen a, a couple and on um I've got the app where I collect uh -huh. the kind of there was one of you in um like a medical badge kind of thing which is pretty cool and it's weird to see, it's a bit as weird to see your face on a on a on a on a on a on a card. Oh well absolutely. I mean like when Star Wars came out, Star Wars came out in 1977. I was the perfect age to see it. And I remember collecting the, I don't know if it was Tops who made the baseball cards. It might have been Kenner, but I can't remember. Maybe it was the Tops company. Um, but there was a there were baseball cards of Star Wars, and I collected them all. And depending on the series, there were yellow ones, red ones, and blue ones. And like I I think I relived the movie through those baseball cards. This is pre-internet, obviously, but I relived the movie through those baseball cards over and over and over again. And also, I'm a huge comic book collector, so for people who collect baseball cards, I just think that's cool. You know, um, even the digital ones are are super cool. So you know, it's you like, get, there's so many like cool. I'm, I spend too much time on that. There's like moving ones now. It's just, it's a pretty fun. It's very addicting app. I've, I've had, I have spent a little bit too much money on it, but it's, it's just, it's just fun. You know, I don't, I don't really spend the money anywhere else. So it's, it's, it's fun. And speaking about conventions, you would love Showmasters. They'd get oh. 
yeah, you would, you, that would be up your alley. They get so many guests from, from like, uh, there's been definitely been Babylon 5 guests. There's been uh-huh. Dead guests. There's been Star Wars guests. There's been like all, every kind of thing. Like, I like Walk Soccer, it's just, you know, Walking Dead. Right on. Right on. So many. If you can think of a TV show, they'll probably get one there. I got to meet. Um, oh gosh, I hope I get the name right. Anthony Daniels. My, I'm. I don't know what it is. I think it's the quarantine. I think part of my brain is not working, so I'm having difficulty <laughs> remembering some names today. Um, I'm about names. But um, but uh, 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 you know, uh, you know, if the people from if the people from Showmasters forgive the mistake, I was. Uh, we were trying to figure out the time. I think between New York and and uh and uh london and and uh it didn't uh the chat didn't happen properly but but in any event um you know i um i uh, i would love to come uh, someday hopefully there'll be something else that i work on that's you know of of the level of walking dead or um another science fiction project um and and that'll be that'll be good reason to sort of you know to come out because I, I love meeting a fellow science fiction fans more than anything that was you know like i only did i only did like three or four conventions for walker stalker but it was so cool to like meet people who were really committed to the show and like knew a lot about it and like even like told me stuff that I didn't know about it. Um, it was cool to it was cool to meet that audience because that's an audience that I'd like to write for too someday. Yeah. So I kind of always have that in the back of my head about what that is. And so someday I'll do a world building thing. But, you know, uh, you know, for in the meantime, I just need to sit at the feet of Ed Burns and learn how to write better. He's uh, he's uh, he's he's a really you know, working with a master writer like that is, is like, um, it's, it's a little bit of heaven, you know, the two hours I get to spend with him, you know, every week or so that we, that we talk and, uh, is, are exciting to me. And then I turn in pages to him and they come back corrected. And like, I used to have a thing about being corrected. Like I used to have a thing about like, you know, in myself, not outwardly, but like, you know, about like taking writing direction. I always had my feelings hurt and there's nothing about the way that he does it that hurts my feelings. Like it's all about the craft. And so, yeah. like, you know, if I walk out of the quarantine, you know, as a as a better writer, as a 50% better writer, it's going to be because of working with people like him. You know, I mean, that was the neat thing about Walking Dead as a fan. Like, I got to talk a lot to Scott Gimple, yeah. um, which was which was super cool. And he was very generous with his time and, like, always answered my emails, like, right away if I had questions about the music and stuff like that or or what a scene was about or and and so that 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 was that was uh he treated me with such a kindness and and such um uh and such um you know and 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 you know he has a deep well of knowledge about where the show is going and and what he wants from the show and and um it was he was just so generous with his time you know um i just i treasure i treasure that uh that uh, friendship that started um you know when i did season 5 yeah, the the whole the community for Wolverine is it, it, there is a side which you know there is bad, but the but the, the the cosplay side, the convention side, they're all also amazing. Like I've I've noted what like it's like from your perspective because you know you're the you're the actor. I'm just the attendee. You know you, it's it must be so fun getting to meet uh, characters. You know or well, people like that like like your character so much, or they would like you know they they got their their Walking Dead their collection you know of actors, which is not like a collection, but you know, I've got forty seven. Now and then, you know, then if I met 47 and then today it would be 48. Wow. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. No, I, um, uh, who is, I love the, uh, the actor who played the governor. Uh, um, uh, David Morrissey. 
David Morrissey, man, I met him at my second to last convention and what a nice guy. Yeah, like no. he was so kind to me and we like talked about theater and we talked about Riverside Studios because we'd written a thing that was there once and and we talked about music and like he's another person that I really would love to work with that I would love to work with someday. Um, he's, yeah. He's, you know, the only time I didn't like him was when he killed Harrison, but other than that, I think he's, you know, he's amazing in that. He's amazing, which I know you love. He's in Doctor Who, which is, he was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a big, um, I'm a big Doctor Who fan. Uh, up through, I haven't seen any of the season. Uh, the the she just stopped playing Doctor Who, um, uh, but I feel like she just started. Um, the most recent Doctor Who, um, I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen her work yet, but I'm really excited to see it. That's kind of like next on my on my uh, plate. You know, I've been, I was brought up on on that show. You know, I first watched it when it like first came back, and. You know, it, it's it, it, it's been my my one of my favorite shows for for God knows how long, and I've luckily I managed to meet um, two of the new. I've met Matt Smith and Derek Tennant. Wow, the, those are my those are my those are in my top three. My other one is uh, Tom, um, oh the one with the scarf and the hat. Um, That's my dad's favorite too, Tom. I, big Tom again, I don't know names are. I'm having trouble with names today. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm wearing my Dalek shirt right here. Yeah, I saw that on your live. Yeah, no, I was I'm a I was a big David Tennant fan. Obviously, I love him from the Harry Potter movies too. And Matt Smith, um, he's uh, uh, currently in something called The Crown uh, yeah. on uh, on Netflix. And I've only seen a few episodes of that, but I like him in that. Uh, you know, like the thing I love about actors from from uh, from you know England, London, Great Britain is that they spend a lot of time on stage, um, a lot more time than American actors do. So like, um, you know, the I'm, I'm not saying the craft is better, you know, or, or, or anything like that in terms of, you know, if you do stage time, you're a better actor or whatever. But I always find actors who have spent a bit of time on stage to sort of like pretty consistently make, you know, uh, out of the box choices uh, sometimes when they're doing television. It's very easy when you're doing television to kind of slip into, oh, this is a medical show. I'm gonna do medical talk. Or this is a lawyer show. I'm going to do lawyer talk. But those sort of illuminating moments, or you know, you can easily sit back and rest on that. But I find uh, actors who have spent some time, some time on stage and spent a long time with characters uh, do some really interesting things. Um, that's why I'm a big fan of all the Harry Potter movies, is because there's so many great stage actors in that uh, I love. in those, that series of films. I love Harry Potter. I mean, I, I used to get before my glasses. I've got a scar, so these call me Harry Potter. Really? <laughs> yeah, and now I get hyper and Draco, which is like <laughs> right on. It's funny, but it's you know it is. It, I don't even mind anymore. It used to be quite funny. What's your favorite Harry Potter movie? My favorite Harry Potter movie. Well, it's hard. It's hard to pick because the first movie is like kind of like the first Star Wars. You know, it's sort of magical. I b believe Chris Columbus directed that. Um, I, I like the first movie very much and the last the last Deathly Hallows very much because if you play the two of them together, you can see these sort of young child actors and you can see where they started off with their craft and where they ended up. And it's 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 a wonderful, uh it's a wonderful evolution to yeah. see them really, really step into screen acting and really become, you know, um all of them were very good to begin with, especially uh, Emma Watson, who my daughter is like, you know, she's like, Dad do you know Emma Watson? And I was like, well, no. And she's like, but you were on Walking Dead. And I was like, yeah. And she's like trying to draw the line between Walking <laughs> Dead and somehow meeting Emma Watson. 
And, um, and I saw, oh, no, you know, maybe I'll work with her someday. Now it's Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. She wants to meet Millie Bobby Brown and really wants me to be on Stranger Things. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. There's, there's quite a number of good people on Stranger Things already. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah. So like my favorite thing is like really watching those actors grow during the course of the film. And, you know, I love the long form that streaming has allowed us and stuff like that so there's like a lot of tv shows that i'm into now that normally i wouldn't have been into so the idea of of you know a long 12-hour film which is basically what stranger things is yeah you know i don't know how many episodes they are 10 episodes or whatever but but you know it's a long film where you really get to see a character grow and develop it's like reading a novel you know when i was a kid you go to star wars and it was one movie and you had to wait another two years before the next movie came out but you know now we can stream and binge watch and do all that stuff so yeah, which is, you really get to character glad about because that's that's what i like about episode a, 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 a series compared to a movie because you know like 10 you know at least one season is you know potentially 16 hours uh-huh right on yeah two yeah 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 so anyway yeah no it's very um um it's, I, I don't know. I, I love I love the acting thing. I, I love um, the directing thing. I love the writing thing. And, you know, uh, for some things that I do, all three of them kind of come together sometimes. And that's nice. So, you know, I'm really hoping this series we're creating with um, with Ed uh, uh, takes off at some point. Um, and maybe when that maybe when that goes, maybe I can come back on and talk a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. I'll, you know, I'm always down to talk again. You know, it's, it's it, you know, I you know, I've never really thought I'd be doing anything like this. I wouldn't have had the confidence, but now I'm just like, I can, I, I talk, which I talk a lot. Uh-huh. And, you know, what, you know, what could I use to that, you know? And, you know, I like Walking Dead, the cast are amazing. So it's just all into one. And, you know, don't know where, I don't know where it'll go, but I just hope it, it just, I don't, I don't really care. Like, I don't want, I don't want to make money. I just want to bring out something for, people to enjoy and, and, and listen to or, you know, listen to or watch because I don't mind how people watch this. It's just, it's just something to take your mind off the, the tough times and, you know, maybe I can do it in person when the cons have stopped. When, it stopped, when the cons have started again, I can uh-huh. do them there too, but it's just... Yeah, about. well, you know, I, I um, uh, as C.J. Creech, uh, he does, uh, 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 he does a lot of interviews. He was sort of my first uh, interview that I ever did. Um, uh, he, I think his show was called Creech Questions, um, and uh, and I, it was, it, it's fun. It's always fun to get together and talk. But especially now, Tyler, I got to thank you. Like, you know, I, I only get to talk to my wife and daughter, and they're wonderful people. Um, but it's it's good to shake things up and 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 it meet new friends. Good. Yeah, thanks a lot. It was I when you were on the show, I had an old Walking Dead account which I used to I used to I've had a, a couple conversations with from. So I was like, right, who do I like somewhat know? I'm like, cool, you know, I know you. I'm like, I'll uh, see what happens. You know, it's you know the least thing least someone do is say no. Which well, is, you you. you you sort of made my day in a way just reaching out and asking to do it. And also just like this conversation today, it, it really does. It really does take the monotony out of it. I think the hardest part about being in quarantine and I've been, we've been very quarantined. I'm very careful with my family and we made some pretty hard and fast rules early on. So we've been kind of in a holding pattern since uh, March, you know, uh, February, March, it's going to be almost a year Yes, uh, coming up. We're coming up on a year pretty quick. And, and, um, you know, all of us are kind of in the same boat together, and and uh, 
And uh, I, I'm grateful for the conversation. I'm grateful for the dialogue and grateful for the time. And, and this was a lot of fun today. Thanks for having it's me. It's been, it's been, it's been a blast. And um, it's, it's, it's good to talk. Like it's just so draining being on your own or, or I mean, being your family is, is fun, but it's, it's, you know, you need that other, other connection. I'm glad, you know, nowadays we have Zoom, FaceTime, whatever kind of other sites to, to talk to. Yeah, can you imagine having to do this in an era where there was no uh, computers or anything, or where it was just like you know the only way to get your news is through the TV? And I mean, you know, we're we're you know it's sort of like the era is kind of designed for the problem that we're having right now, and that we're able to stay in touch. You know, um, you know, mental health is a very important issue to me, and um, and you know, I think um, I think things like this definitely preserve it for me. You know, I'm also an avid runner, so my daughter and I go running every day. We just we just logged her miles. She finally let me log her miles with her, and uh, she, we've run since um, since uh, late in the summer. We've run 103 miles together, me and my 11 year old. That's, that's a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many kilometers here. that is. Yeah, but it's it's pretty cool. You know, like again, we don't get to spend this time together. We have good talks and. And I, I really get to, I really hope that I get to watch. Uh, I think I'm going to start season one of Walking Dead with her someday. Maybe, maybe soon, maybe soon, possibly soon. And then we can, we can sort of grow in and maybe watch the whole series together. My cousin started watching at 11. I think that's it. Is it okay? Yeah, 11 is a good age, right? I don't think it's, it's too, too. It's not too scary. It's not too. Yeah. Um, you know, gory. That's the that's the age that a lot of kids start riding the subway in New York. So if you can put up with the subway in New York City, watching <laughs> Walking Dead isn't yeah. isn't too gory for them. Yeah, yeah. But um, but Tyler, thanks again for your time and and thanks for having me today. And and uh, let's talk more in the future. Yeah, thank you. Reach out, reach out for anything. Yeah, we'll come back again soon. You know, if you've got, when you're um when you've got your uh, new uh, TV show uh, coming up, I'll I'm more than happy to talk to you again because it's been it's been amazing and. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you, thank you, so, yeah, thank you so much. Take care and stay in touch, all right? You too, we do. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Thank you.